When the COVID vaccine became available, many of us around the world gave a collective sigh of relief. There's light at the end of the tunnel. We're nearly there. Over 12 months of lockdown, trauma, complete disruption, and lots of unprecedentedness. For some, it felt like it's nearly over. And for many others, it feels like we're just beginning. Because vaccinating an entire country, let alone an entire world, is a complicated logistical task to say the least. So how does it all work? And what if it doesn't? And what role does technology play in all of that? Well, one company that's in the thick of it is Hotdoc. And I'm super grateful to be joined by Tom Spacek, their co-founder and CTO, as we explore everything about technology and vaccine management in Australia, where we are now and where we're going. It's another good one, Team Health Tech. Let's make it happen. Welcome to Talking Health Tech with Peter Birch, a podcast featuring conversations with key players and influencers to promote innovation and collaboration for better healthcare enabled by technology. With me today is Tom Spacek, the co-founder and CTO of HotDoc, Australia's largest patient engagement platform. Tom's responsible for everything product and engineering at HotDoc, and he's all about applying his experience in business and software to solving real-world problems in healthcare. Hey, Tom, how are you going? Hey, good, thanks. Really good, man. Appreciate you making the time. I no doubt expect you've got lots going on and lots of things happening in the hot talk world. Thanks for coming on the show. No worries. Tell us a bit more about you, man. We're good friends with Hot Doc on Talking Health Tech and had a number of podcast episodes and webinars and been spoken at the summit recently, but we've not had you on the show. Tell us a little bit more about, about Tom. Yeah, I tend to keep a bit of a low profile. So I'm Tom, co-founder and chief product and technology officer at HotDoc, which I guess broadly means that I'm the tech guy to Ben's med. I'm everything at the confluence of business and technology. I've been making software since I was a kid. And these days that means using whatever is possible to make things that people love and hopefully solve some impactful problems. And as you didn't know, health tech's got plenty of those. Plenty of problems indeed, and some good opportunities to solve, and one no bigger than we're facing all now being the rollout of the COVID vaccine. So before we get into what HotDoc is doing, just set the scene generally across Australia. How do you describe how the COVID vaccine rollout is going? It's going, which is good. I think it could be going a lot better. I think everyone would agree with that. It's very easy to criticise, though, and it's a lot harder to actually do something to help or to impact it. I tend to not weigh in too much. I think that there's a bit of confusion and maybe a bit of fatigue coming off 2020 would describe how it is for a lot of people who are in the thick of it at the moment. But hopefully we can get it rolling a bit faster and make up some lost time and join the rest of the world at some point in being fully vaccinated. Excellent. And so hot dot specifically and vaccine management, tell us about that whole journey up to this point. It began probably late last year when we started talking to the department and started talking to our customers about what it was going to look like and then really picked up speed earlier in Jan and Feb. There was a lot of confusion, I think, for a while. For example, the Australian Immunisation Register was what everyone was talking about. It was almost a run on barcode readers at Officeworks because everyone was told that they would need to scan the QR codes on vials and then that disappeared for a while as well. So there was a lot of uncertainty at the beginning of the year as we were trying to work out exactly what it is that we would need to build to really support our customers. That eventually started consolidating and becoming clear and that resulted in a lot of hard work. 
in March, we had our biggest ever release day, I think, where we launched probably about 10 new things as part of the vaccine solution to about a thousand customers on one day, which we prefer to avoid. We like to release things slowly and incrementally. So it was a bit of a whirlwind. Tell me a bit more about what you've actually built for vaccine management. What have you got? At its core, it's a solution to try and create the best possible experience for everyone involved. So from a patient side, that's helping patients to discover where they can get vaccinated. So that's things like integrating into Health Direct. It's things like search functionality on HotDoc to guide patients through that. Then setting their expectations appropriately, helping them screen themselves according to which phase they're part of, and ultimately, obviously, book an appointment really easily. And then if you follow that patient journey through, you want to set their expectations with pre-appointment education information. You want to get them to send and receive their consent forms as well. You can do as much of that prep beforehand. So the practices who are already pretty overloaded and already coming off the back of one hell of a year last year, then have as little administrative burden as possible. Hopefully patients turn up when they're already prepared. They've got everything filled out already and trying to get them through smoothly without unexpected surprises and as easily as possible so everyone involved has a good experience. On the practice side, you've got things like tandem bookings or multi-practitioner bookings. You've got double bookings where you can fit a whole bunch of vaccine appointments into one slot in case you need to get shorter durations than you might normally be able to do. We've got stock management to help practices keep track of what's in the fridge and reconcile that against how many people are coming in or how many availabilities they've made online. And it's a lot of things that all add up to try and take those rough edges of friction or difficulty off. So when you've got a lot of people coming through the door, you've got people who are stressed, you've got people who are confused, they're not necessarily the most tech savvy. We've done a lot of work to improve the accessibility of HotDoc to people who are vision impaired or to people who aren't your typical proactive early adopter tech users. And we actually find that they use us quite successfully and that's something we take a lot of pride in. And even educating them, reminding them, making sure they turn up right place, right time, prepared. That's probably around it. Yeah. Just back to that point you made around, I guess, the rough edges and those quite specific problems to solve for. I'm always fascinated by the nitty gritty sometimes. And in a GP practice, there's some quite specific nuanced things that I know that HotDoc builds for and, and, and other providers as well outside of that area. And the vaccine rollout is one like no other where there's some quite specific challenges that others need to overcome. So is there any one particular hurdle or a challenge to overcome that you've built something for? Maybe it wasn't even thought of in the outset, but unless you're in the thick of it, you really know that, hey, that's a problem that I'm going to encounter as a practice. And this tool could really help me with that. One example is the whole thing around booking second doses. That ended up causing quite a lot of complication because GP clinics often don't book super far in advance and the requirement of AstraZeneca was the second dose is 12 weeks into the future from the first dose. So if you're taking appointments for the first dose a month or so out, you're really opening up your books quite a lot further into the future than you usually would. Another example I think would be screening flows. We built quite a lot drawing on our experience from last year with the expectation that things would change quite rapidly. It's not just a matter of you build it, you launch it, and then job done, off we go, never have to touch it. As we've already seen with the COVID rollout, there have been a whole bunch of changes to requirements as to who can be vaccinated with what and when. And so you've got to build something that's very adaptable and rapidly adaptable because really 
our job as a software provider is to have done what our practices need us to have done before they ask us for it. So we need to be able to react really quickly and stay on top of those changes as they come in. And building further on that then, and if I know HotDoc, then you'll focus much more on just building the tool. It's also about supporting the ecosystem and those providers and the healthcare system in general. How else is HotDoc supporting the vaccine rollout more broadly? Yeah, a big part of it would be education. We don't just create software and then hand it over to people in isolation. Ultimately, we're there to create a good experience for the patients, the practitioners, the practice staff involved. And a lot of that is guidance to try and reduce some of that confusion that we mentioned. Our webinars have been getting record attendance. We've put a lot of effort into training materials and guides on how to set up a really good vaccine clinic with whatever tools and whatever software you use, obviously with us in the mix. And I think being an opinionated guide there is something that was quite useful because there are so many questions, so many different ways of doing things and relatively few opinions on how to best set things up for a really nice experience for everyone involved. I've noticed you've got some interesting stats and dashboards that are available to the public that are tracking things. And generally, you've got some other insights that you'd be looking at internally too. Is there anything interesting that you can share with us in this conversation? Yeah, we've got our public COVID dashboard, which is showing 995,000 total appointments booked at Hot Dog Clinic. So I'll call that pretty much a million. I was hoping we're going to crack over a million in this conversation, but (laughs) by the time we've released this episode, it'll be well past a million, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. So that's really cool. That's you know, how many COVID vax appointments all of the clinics who use hot dog are handling. One uh, cool stat that I saw today is 30% of the appointments booked online are actually booked on behalf of a family member or someone else. And I find that really cool. Like people are using us to help out maybe an elderly parent or a loved one and book them in on their behalf, which is heartwarming. And one that we looked at internally was after the changes AstraZeneca got announced around the under 50s, we looked to see if we saw a really big spike in cancellations. And, and actually, against our expectations, we didn't really see much of one. So I think there's a bit in the data there that isn't necessarily what people would assume it would be. That's always fascinating. I always love those insights from when you see things in action rather than just hypothesizing about what might happen. So thinking about Moving forward and what you've built, I would imagine the tools and everything that you've built for the COVID vaccine rollout would be applicable for other vaccine settings as well for a general practice. I'm thinking for the flu, it sounds like this module would be relevant in that context as well. Yeah, it's a really exciting area and it's one that we've wanted to tackle for a while now. So we're assuming that vaccines are going to be a big thing every year. They always have been, but I think they'll be an even bigger thing now. We've got a flu module coming out next week and that helps practices to do all their flu vacs with as little administrative burden on a time when they're already very busy. So that's things like allowing multi-practitioner bookings, double bookings, electronic consent forms to be filled out before the patient turns up, helping them take payment if they want to in a more efficient way. So all those things should just help reduce the load at a time that's already quite stressful for a lot of people out there in primary care. That's super cool. And I think that out of it, we've also got things like hospitals talking about vaccinating their staff. We now, off the back of this vaccine work, have essentially an end-to-end system that can take bookings and go all the way through to reporting to the Australian Immunisation Register and quite seamlessly as well. We're talking to a few large employers, hospitals around 
that side of things as well, which is quite exciting for us. Oh, interesting. I'm thinking though, as a clinic and a healthcare provider, they would have managed flu vaccine programs for years and years up until this point. And I definitely get the point around things are super busy now with managing the COVID vaccine as well as doing the flu vaccine. But how would you say a clinic really benefits from using this particular module? What do they get out of it? It streamlines a lot of things that might have previously been workarounds or rough edges or points of friction. Example of that is being able to configure your multi-practitioner bookings within HotDoc. So now you can book both a nurse and a doctor. You can choose whether you want them to be at the same time or exactly how you want that to happen. And previously, I think that was something which was either that appointment wasn't exposed or it was manually. I think similarly, things like double bookings, fitting multiple appointments into one slot. A lot of practices are reluctant to change the configuration of their calendar to have shorter appointment durations as it's relatively disruptive. And you can now with HotDoc book as many appointments as you want into one slot within that calendar, which just makes something which before was a bit of an annoyance a bit easier. And then with consent forms, if you can get patients to be prepared before they turn up, you get a much smoother flow through because with a lot of these one of the biggest constraints is actually waiting room space. So if you've got people sitting around in a waiting room filling out forms, you've got less space to put people when you're watching them for adverse reactions and that kind of thing. That really helps streamline throughput and, and require less complication from the practice stuff. Awesome. That makes so much sense. What else can we look forward to coming from HotDoc in the coming, I was going to say months and years, but these days I talk about weeks and months. Well, what's on the immediate horizon, Tom? <laughs> There's a lot. So I think firstly, I'll talk about the things that I've mentioned there where we've built things over the last six months for COVAX and for flu and we're rolling those out more widely. So for a long time, we've wanted to take multi-practitioner appointments for say chronic disease management or some of the more complex appointment types. And now we've got really good support for doing that smoothly. So that's rolling out to everyone. Similarly with the double bookings, that opens up a lot of possibilities there. And with the forms that I've mentioned, not only consent forms, but I'd love to see it start getting into PREMs and PROMs and different forms that you can edit depending on which appointment type the patient is coming in for. So that's a big part of it. As part of the requirements of COVAX, we started looking into phone volumes a lot more. And for some of our larger corporate clients, we built a module that lets them manage a call center and have call center operators book on behalf of people who call in to help those who couldn't necessarily book online themselves without overwhelming the practice. So we're excited to integrate into clinics, phone systems and provide a better experience for those who aren't necessarily booking online as well as those who are booking online. So that's going to be quite an exciting area. And then one of the big ones is is coming to dentists and to specialists. So that's keeping us quite busy going into other parts of the health system beyond GPs and starting to tie that all together and bring it under one roof for patients. Yeah, I'm fascinated by that one. How have you found the expansion out from GP and primary care out to dentistry? I assume there's similarities and differences. Dentists are very different in a lot of ways to GPs. One of the obvious ones is appointment volume. You don't really realize just how many appointments GPs see until you start getting immersed in other segments. Mm. And it's just crazy the number of patients that a GP will see in a day compared to pretty much any other healthcare provider of any type. So that's a big one. Dentists, uh, specialists as well, have a lot of requirements around screening and expectation setting for patients. So we've got things like the ability to upload a referral as you book so that the specialist can be confident that they've got that coming through. 
And a lot of our configurability, I think, really comes in handy with that. We've always built with this attitude that every practice is different. Every clinician does things in a different way. And so we need to be configurable to go to where they are rather than force them to come to us. And we're definitely needing that in specialist markets as well. That would ring true to many an individual, whether they are a healthcare provider or a software vendor. I think if you're going to take an approach where everything needs to be as customizable as possible because every workflow is different, then I think that's where you'll see some success. And I don't think that point that you raised earlier around being able to book a doctor and a nurse can be overlooked or underestimated. I remember back in the days of me working in a physical bricks and mortar setting and we didn't have any booking system like hot doc or competitors, but being able to coordinate doctors and nurses and any other resources is a hugely difficult task and one that that can't be underestimated. So I think that some of those really specific issues that you're addressing are going to save loads of time for clinics and hopefully solve a lot of heartache too. Yeah, by our estimate, I think about 10% of appointment types require multiple practitioners and some of them require more than two as well. It gets quite complex. So we're really hoping that one thing it means is that practices can start exposing a lot more of their appointment types online. And I think that's a big part of what we're trying to do is create the functionality that gives our users confidence that patients will be appropriately handled and that all the little necessary elements of Complications the wrong word, but configuration or requirements are handled so that they feel confident, almost putting it in the patient's hands. And when you look back to when online appointments weren't really a thing, that was a big concern. People said, look, I can't expose my appointment book to patients because what if they book the wrong thing? And then you go, okay, well, we need to put in some guardrails and some questions and some screening flows and some configuration, even over the last six months we've brought out things like we call them custom appointment type schedules so being able to configure exactly when certain appointment types can be booked and it's an area that is really quite underdeveloped still i think i would love to see it getting into applying some smarts and machine learning to packing in calendars so that they cause the least stress on practitioners or you get appointments of the same type booked next to each other and all those sort of things which i think is a completely unexplored area which we're dying to get into one thing at a time. <laughs> That's the way, or at least a large handful of things at a time. But I challenge any healthcare facility or provider or anyone that has a remarkably complex front end that requires bespoke booking of appointments to get in touch with HotDoc because I'm sure that there's a way to configure it. I was certainly in that camp years and years ago, well before all of this, where we took the view that it was just not possible to allow patients to book online. And I've since seen a number of solutions way more complicated than our situation. So definitely get in touch and see what can be done. Tom, thank you so much for making the time and chatting about it. Be sure to check out Hotdoc on the Talking Health Tech directory and on the website, which you'll find in the show notes of this episode. If you've got any questions and reach out and touch and look forward, Tom, to watching all of the amazing stuff that you're doing in the GP and now dental space in the coming weeks, months, and years. Thanks a lot, Pete. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the show. Check out talkinghealthtech.com to connect with other people in our community and to learn more about the Australian health tech industry. Also, make sure you hit subscribe on your favourite podcast player so you don't miss an episode and share this episode with a few people who need to hear it. Now go make it happen. Listener.